0: Welcome everyone to episode 33 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux along with Next Gen Player. For this show we'll be giving our reviews of Demon Souls, Sackboy: A Big Adventure, and Immortal's Phoenix Rising. Before we start, I just like to give a special thank to the game publishers for providing the copies of the games. It's time to visit the nightmarish world of Boltaria with our review of Demon Souls on PS5. Demon's Souls is a remake of the PS3 cult classic from Software that released in 2009. The game became so popular, particularly in the West, it created the Souls series. For the PS5 Demon's Souls remake, it was developed by Bluepoint Games who also gave us 2018's phenomenal Shadow of the Colossus. SIE Japan Studio also provided development support. The game was a launch title for the PlayStation 5, releasing on November 12, 2020. Next Gen, what were your thoughts on Demon's Souls?
1: Well, I'm so excited to revisit this game. I mean, I'm a big Souls fan and I always felt like Demon's Souls was the one game that fans just didn't really talk about all that much because it was, you know, it was PS3 exclusive back at the time. It was essentially the first Souls game. Uh and so, you know, people were not really familiar with this franchise. They weren't really all that familiar with From Software and yeah, like although the game was amazing, I think, you know, the fact that it was console exclusive um limited the audience a little bit. So yeah, I mean, like everyone always talks about Dark Souls and and Dark Souls this and and Bloodborne and all that, but I'm always like, what about Demon Souls? <laughs> Demon Souls is <laughs> and and you know what? I mean, like Blue Point Games knocked this one out of the park. I have to say, like it is just such a fantastic remake. Like it's it's just as good as Shadow of the Colossus. That remake was just mind blowing, and and how you know silky smooth it was and and the incredible graphics so i have to say like the first major plus for this game is the incredible visuals of demon souls ps5 like i have to say at this point i pretty much played the entire lineup for ps5 and for xbox series x and i think that this game right now is currently the best looking next gen game like i thought that maybe godfall or spider-man miles morales would be the you know the reigning champ of graphics uh going forward but you know it's like demon souls it's like when you see the red dragon and it breathes fire down that bridge at the beginning of the game like it just looks so amazing and then you go and you fight like the armored spider and the tower knight and just visually the game is such a looker and holy jeez is it you know it's like you know high fidelity but also nightmarish and scary and creepy and like everything that you'd want in a souls game and so yeah like it it just it blew my mind
0: yeah it from from the sound to the graphics it sets that eerie unsettling tone from top to bottom like they did an absolutely fantastic job like it's parts of it are this beautiful ugly that are the best looking next gen game i agree with you the best looking next gen game i've seen uh between both consoles so far absolutely stunning
1: yeah and like the introduction to some bosses like flame lurker i mean like some of those are just so stunning right like you see you walk into that like you know dark fire chamber and and flame lurker puts his hands on on the bars and he rips the bars in half and then he jumps down and he slams his hands and turns on fire and oh man like it's just so 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 good and that brings me on to my next really big positive is i really like the challenge of this game i thought that i mean souls games are obviously known for their challenge and and this game is obviously very challenging i thought in general that the bosses aside from a few like i would say maybe man eater um, potentially the monk depending on whether or not you get a, a like another player playing as the monk uh, and, uh, and Flame Lurker, I thought, were the, the hardest bosses in the game. But overall, I thought the bosses were not that hard. But the levels themselves, like, holy, some of those levels. Like, I remember 4-2. Like, 4-2 just was such a punishing level. It's, it's That's the one with, with the yep. necromancers, and they're always, like, reviving those, like, uh you know, those, like, skeletal zombie things. Oh, man, that level. And the rolling skeletons, oh, man. <laughs>
0: No, and you're right. And I'll, I'll touch upon this later is sometimes it, the worst part was dying and having to navigate dying at a boss and then having to navigate back through all of this through the one of five worlds that were out there. But it was it, that was the worst part was that you just came so close to maybe beating a boss, you get felled and then have to go back through a majority of this and you're just like oh no not again (laughs) because yeah like you said some of these obstacles within the actual level much harder than the bosses themselves
1: yeah and the thing is like this game kind of like sparked the souls bug at me so i actually went back over the break and and i played through demon souls 1 and i'm playing through demon souls 2 right now and you know when you're playing demon souls 2 for example like there are bonfires every 10-15 minutes right so you like one level might have three or four different checkpoints that you can, like, essentially save points, right? But that's the thing yep. that I found so challenging about Demon Souls is exactly like you, what you said. So I, I'd be playing, say, like you know the Poison swamp, swamp level. I'd make it all the way to like you know the the very end where you have to go up that like you know the 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 rickety like uh like you know board house that that those like troll things made and then one of the random trolls would like pop out of the poison swamp ping you off and then suddenly you're back at the beginning again right because there's no checkpoints in this game so um yeah I just thought like you know it was a little frustrating because sometimes you, you'd like you'd spend you know 20 minutes going through a level or, like some random enemy would just pop out of nowhere or surprise you and kill you and then bam like you've lost all your souls and you've got to go all the way back to the beginning Um but I you know what like I, I liked it overall I thought that it's It's like it's very challenging, but I still thought it was fair like once once you sort of like learn the enemy patterns and learn how to deflect their shots and how to like you know it, like where to anticipate um you know their attacks and where they're gonna be coming from. So um so yeah, I thought that uh, I thought overall, and I have to say too, like I ended up beating the game three times. so I'm on like new game plus four now. And I have to say, like, the step up in difficulty from new game to new game plus, holy geez. Like, I <laughs> I, I had like a, I guess like an okay time the first time I, I went through. Like I there were some spots that kind of got me stuck for a while, but I was I managed to get through it. But then new game plus, like, I swear the enemies had 50% more health, they had, you know, 50% more attack power. And man, like even like the like you know the the regular undead at the very beginning and and up Castle like two or three hits and you were dead so yeah it's uh, it's really really tough so but um but the last thing that I just wanted to really touch upon that I loved with this game was the game lore like I just thought that the game doesn't really have cutscenes or anything like that to like there's like brief boss fight cutscenes but that's about it but I just liked how the, you know you basically explore the game through the game world like you'll see like random like dead skeletons somewhere and you're like hmm like I I want like there must be a story behind this hero that somewhat like died in this spot and then like every single item so like all your weapons and all your armors and all your rings and all that like you can read descriptions which give you sort of like backstory of who used to wear these things and like how they you know met their untimely death sometimes and it's just I thought it was really 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 interesting And then there's also like elements too, like you've got the world tendency, which it's like for any newcomer, when you first play it, there's so many obtuse systems in this game, right? You're like, what is world tendency? What is character tendency? Does does character tendency affect world tendency, (laughs) right? Like you you have all these questions about like, what does what, Uh, but I, I, yeah, like a, a lot of it, you just sort of figure out by playing right and it's like maybe after 20 hours like you finally figured out oh okay like these things change my world tendency to white and these things make it black and and so on and so forth so yeah it's kind of like you just sort of experiment as you go and and you learn more about the world and yeah it's kind of like it just the game leaves you with so many interesting questions right that that just sort of linger in your mind even after you beat the game so yeah overall i thought it was like super super fun and interesting what about you what were some things that stood out for you for this game
0: well yeah you have to start off with the graphics right i mean what else can you say about this game besides the fact that it is by far the best next gen console uh the best looker when it comes to next gen console game thus far um i expected it uh to be good and i remember when we saw the uh, the PlayStation 5 events, I think it was back in July or when it was back in the summer. Um, and the so the showcase when they dropped this game, um, I, I, I played a little bit of the original, but uh, I didn't I didn't know what this was gonna sort of, you know turn out to be. Would it just be a, a quick remake? Um, would it be something that they they kind of uh, built from the ground up? But this was yet another, just absolutely uh slamming title that that sony uh was able with their their first party studio to bring to the playstation 5 lineup that was just another hit like it was just completely blew my expectations out of the water especially when it came to like i mentioned before art direction and graphics uh, it was the first launch game i experienced on the first game i actually experienced on the ps5 was uh, miles morales and i was blown i was blown away by that but then after playing uh demon souls it completely changed my opinion of which game uh, looked the best because far and away, uh, it's it's Demon Souls. Uh, another big point uh, with the gameplay is uh, you know I, I like a challenge in a game, but I, I don't want to be frustrated. And as you alluded to before, a lot of what comes from these souls like. Games the fact that they're going to be really challenging, but I, I I enjoyed the the arc. It was frustrating at times, but I liked the fact that it was tough. And if you were defeated by a boss, you could go back, fight a bunch of weaker enemies, gain strength, and then go back and try your hand at at you know that big big battle that you were uh, that you were felled at before. So I really like that feeling of being in the underdog, being able to go back, uh, learning from your my previous mistakes and then coming back for vengeance and as you said before it, it was fair like it was it was cruel <laughs> like let me not sort of mince words here in terms of the combat don't go in thinking that this is going to be a walk in the park it's anything but um it's it's a challenging cruel experience that's going to test uh your metal but it's it's cruel but fair and ultimately fun and rewarding so really really like the combat and uh, one of the things I remember in the original, in terms of being able to only roll and move in certain directions, the controls were responsive, but not like they are now. The controls are are fantastic, and they're not something I found that was getting me killed very often. So, you know, uh, kudos to the team on that. And uh, another massive plus for me was the super fast load times, and thankfully so. I don't know how much patience I would have had um, for this game on a lesser system with with you know taking a long time to load through my multiple 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 deaths or dozens of deaths <laughs> uh, but this was pretty essential in a game where you're expected to die load up rinse and repeat so the um the super fast load times i definitely have to give you know another nod or tip of the cap to the ps5 hardware and the actual hardware architects i'm happy that we've got those super fast ssds in, in both next gen consoles to be frank uh, but especially for a game like this, when you know you're going to be loading up over and over again, uh, it was it was a huge plus. So yeah, uh, tops for me were graphics. Love the challenging gameplay. The lore was incredible as well too, as you mentioned before. Uh, next gen, and uh, you know the the load times on the PS5 just helped to really push the experience over the top for me. It was a game that I usually wouldn't sort of gravitate towards, but just being someone who likes to experience everything. Um, that a console has to offer out the gate within the first few months. I absolutely love this, would play something like it again, and maybe I will go challenge myself with Dark Souls now. so I love I love broadening my gaming horizons. And I found that challenging myself to a game like this, I think I've done that, and I think I got to see what the, you know, very early on what the PlayStation 5 hardware can do. So overall, If you have a PS5, and even if this isn't something you would necessarily play, I highly recommend this. You should really give it a shot. So we've 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 sung our praises so far uh, next gen when it comes to Demon Souls. What are some things that, that that you disliked or you found the experience might have fallen a little bit
1: short on? For me, I have to say that the online system is just not the best. Like I mean, anyone who's played any of the From Software games they knows that From likes to make online multiplayer a little bit more difficult than what it should be they i think they do that on purpose just because they want to sort of like play into the you know the, you know everything is a challenge and everything is difficult <laughs> so um because i mean like in in this game you know like in most games like there's just sort of like an online mode right where you could just go and you can just match make and you can meet up with friends but like but this game you have to drop down marks on the ground and then um you know and then other players if um, they can discover your marks, and if they decide that they want to either uh, challenge you, uh, you know, to a, a one versus one PvP, or work with you co-op, they can they can like sort of accept your marks and enter your world. But um, but I just found that you know sometimes like you basically need to find a player who is in the exact same spot as you because they got to see your mark. And sometimes I just found that I would just sort of like put a mark down and you're like, you're waiting for a couple of minutes and nobody comes and you're like, okay, screw it. I'm going to do it myself. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. And then like with, with friends, like if your friends come, what you have to do is you have to like each enter the same password. And if your passwords match up, then you can see each other's marks on the ground. And again, like, it's just more cumbersome, right. than what it, it needs to be like, if I'm if I'm playing any other game and I see my bud online, I just click on their name, I join their game, and then away we go, right? So, um, like I know this is kind of like again, like it's kind of complaining to the entire From software lineup because this is just what they do, but um, but yeah, I just found like you know flipping through the different eye stones and like you know figuring out what all the eye stones mean and do and all that. I'm just like, man, like you know it, it, i i i sort of get it back in 2009 when the game came out but uh but come on it's 2020 like let me just sort of like let, let me just join a lobby and and you know if i want to beat like a specific level then let me find somebody right away without having to worry about all that stuff the yeah that i don't I, f-
0: I don't need that part of retro nostalgia the frustration of trying to connect to people it's like let's let's leave that in the past and move forward but yeah I hear you
1: yeah yeah for sure and i have to say like the the other thing, I mentioned that uh, that I really like stuff like the world tendency and uh, and the character tendency, and I did actually enjoy them, but I just found that manipulating the tendency can be a little bit frustrating, because I found, for example, like, if I want to turn my world white, it it's a little bit more challenging than turning my world black. Like, turning your world black is easy, you can just sort of, like, you can die a few times, and then suddenly you're in pure black tendency, right? But... To make it pure white, you've got to beat multiple bosses. And then it's the same thing with character tendency. Character tendency, like, if I want to be a pure black character, I can go and I can just slaughter all the NPCs in the hub world and, like, slaughter all the merchants and the the actual levels themselves. I can become pure black in, like, five minutes or less. Two minutes (laughs) if I'm quick in my slaughtering, right? But then if I want to be a pure white character... Holy! Does that take forever? Like you've got to like you've got to take on red phantoms and you've got to beat them, and then you've got to worry about the matchmaking and like I don't know. It's just like I just found like it's it's super easy to get everything like dark and dreary in this game. Like turning black is is like not a problem, but turning white is, is like it can be challenging and it's kind of frustrating. And the thing is like I I wouldn't really care if there weren't trophies and changes that happen within the levels as a result of becoming a white character or um or uh or the world tendency turning white because like certain doors will open and like bridges will complete and stuff like that if it's white tendency so you really have to do that and yeah it basically just means that you've got to grind a lot which again like that was fun back in 2019 when this first came out or sorry 2009 when uh when this came out but uh yeah come on it's 2020 like i'm just it's so there's gotta be easier ways to do all this stuff yeah for sure and there's other games we gotta play so yeah don't make us grind so much <laughs> yeah and that actually that actually ties into my last one so i actually ended up platinuming this game which is like i'm super proud it's like a wow achievement to uh yeah like it's it's uh it's a tough game i'm I'm not i'm
0: not going to be doing that and i did not platinum the game for the record but hey congratulations next gen that's that's quite the feat
1: (laughs) yeah and i thought i thought that overall i i enjoyed getting the trophies for this game but at the very end like there's a few that are just super grindy like there's one where you have to get a gold coin and there's another one where you have to get a pure bladestone and those are like random drops from enemies. And they're I think the blade zone is like a 1, like a 0.1% chance or something like that to, to drop. So I had to I had to kill some like 125 or 150 of these same enemies. Like I had to keep on reloading the level over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And uh and I finally got it and I felt, you know, like immense satisfaction after doing that. But again, I'm just kind of like, I probably could have shaved off multiple hours with this game if if the trophies were just not as grindy as what they are
0: so um yeah. trust me though i get it i know the allure if i see a platinum trophy and i'm like you know two trophies away from it and i know those things are grindy i'm gonna try to do it but i know uh with demon souls i'm nowhere close uh, but in terms of things that that uh that i disliked about the game is dying and being spawned so far back and we talked about this before about how the earlier versions of the games or games like this had way more spawn points in between uh you know where you are mid or at the beginning of the level before you hit a boss but here i found that when you died you were going especially at a boss you're going to be pushed back so far to a bonfire and then having to bat, fight your way back to that previous point uh was just my biggest gripe it took so long it felt a little filler ish like to extend the experience just to kind of punish you so underline that point of frustration for me uh but again that process created more frustration than entertainment um i felt it was you know like a lot more filler as I mentioned before, and it was just used to extend the experience. And I, I, did, I think without that, it, it would have even been a better experience. But um, that's my only big sort of two points around uh, my main dislikes of the game. Next Gen, what would you score the game
1: out of 10? I think that this is probably the best PS5 game that I've played so far, if I think about it. I'm giving this game a really, 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 really high score. I was thinking about giving it a 10 initially i was like i'm gonna give this game a 10 but then i thought "Mm, you know what bloodborne is just a little bit better than than this game so i'm gonna give it a nine and a half because i think i think that it's like a totally solid game and like absolutely every ps5 owner that likes you know tough challenge games should play this one and yeah i if if this was like on par with bloodborne i think i would have gave this this game a perfect 10 but i think uh, um you know, based on, on on what I played, I mean, it's, uh, you know, part of, part of it is really like, you know, this is the first Souls game and, and you know, From software was sort of like figuring out what a Souls game was. So there were annoying things like what you just mentioned about how like you died and suddenly you've got to go back and like redo the entire level and that's really frustrating. So I think elements like that just sort of took it back a little bit for me. And that's why I'm giving that a a 9.5 out of 10.
0: For me personally, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, Here we are. This is our first reviewed game of 2021. We're rolling out the red carpet. Uh, Again, there's just so much to love about this game from the graphics to the challenging yet rewarding combat uh, Super fast load times, which again is more of a nod to the PS5 But I'm still gonna drop it in here because it really enhanced the overall experience with the game But uh, I can definitely see next-gen how you were on that uh, razor-thin edge of almost giving this a perfect score Absolutely fantastic game Uh, So we're gonna continue on right now with our review of another PlayStation exclusive Sackboy a big adventure Which is both on the PS4 and PS5 Uh, but after a six-year wait Sackboy is back with Sackboy a Big Adventure which is a spin-off of the Little Big Planet series and features Sony's lovable Sackboy in his own full-length 3d platforming adventure on the PS4 and PS5 as it's not a little Big Planet title uh, the create and share elements are not really featured in this game they've kind of been stripped out of it I was a little bit taken aback by that but a Big Adventure is developed by series veterans Sumo Digital, uh, makers of Little Big Planet 3, so we knew we were in for a treat. Uh, this game released on the PS4 and PS5 on November 12, 2020, and was a PS5 launch title. So again, another fantastic launch title. Uh, Next Gen, what were some things that you enjoyed uh, about Sackboy, A Big Adventure?
1: Well, I have to say, like when the Sony had the PS5 reveal back in June of last year, and they announced this game i i thought you know i was all like super excited of course because i like sackboy i like little big planet obviously uh, anyone who likes playstation pretty much likes these franchises and characters um but um but i have to say like it it really wasn't like if i had to list say like my top three games or four games that i wanted to play on on the ps5 i don't think this would have been in it right like I w- i was thinking more along the lines of big titles like um spider-man miles morales and uh, ratchet and clank and demon soul stuff like that so this one was like you know i i was super excited of course but it was a little bit under the radar for me or, um in, in comparison to some other playstation 5 titles but i have to say after playing the game i am so pleasantly shocked with how fun this game is like i thought that i was a little bit curious because you know it's a platforming game they stripped out, like you said, the create and the share elements, which Little Big Planet is like. It hinges on create and share. Yeah,
0: pillars of pillars of the franchise, right? So that was shocking for me too.
1: Yeah, like in in Little Big Planet, the, the every, they all have a campaign, but the campaigns are basically tutorials that get you familiar with the, the create and share elements of the game, right? And you're basically like you're you're collecting items in the campaign. you can then use when you want to create your own levels right so they like the 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 campaigns were always sort of like you know i guess secondary to the campaign to the to the uh, create share elements but in this game obviously the campaign is front and center and i think that they have a real hit here like i think with this formula is just fantastic i thought that like it really sort of like tug that nostalgic platforming heart string like i i i was like you know like really 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 in in awe of how fun this game was it's just so lovable and enjoyable like everything from the like the fabric um aesthetic right so the the characters are, are like some of the enemies and the levels are like basically made out of stuff like paper mache and yarn and stuff like that almost like uh what is that like yoshi's crafted world yeah and um and i just thought like the overall package like the other thing too is like the the soundtrack of this game is so good. So first of all, like the actual um, like the soundtrack itself is so like uppity. It just makes you feel like super happy and joyous when you're playing. But then they have licensed soundtrack songs, and those are some of the funnest platforming levels I've ever played in any platforming game. You won't I won't spoil like all the surprises, but like there's a few that really stand out for me, like the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, oh,
0: big time and the whole the whole level comes alive to the music which is the coolest part like you can't help but start tapping your foot or or you know bobbing your head because you're just like all right this is this is awesome
1: yeah i'm like i'm a huge fan of chemical brothers and i was playing i didn't actually even realize that this game had licensed music i didn't really look into it that much yeah
0: neither did i i'm playing the one of the first levels and then it's like oh okay bruno mars like we won't spoil all the
1: songs but i was just like oh no way this is this is awesome yeah exactly but yeah that's i think that's the first one that you encounter the uptown funk right yeah. and you're just kind of like and and the thing that i love about that is as you mentioned like everything just sort of dances to the to the music so you're sitting there like you're playing i remember that there is one where i forget what song it was might have been uptown funk but there's uh there's one where like there's bouncing pads And every time there's, like, a main beat of the song, that's when the pads bounce you. And I was like, this is so fun. And, like, there's, like, there's NPC characters in the background that are sort of, like, waving their hands to the songs. And, man, it's just, like, it's so fun and so, like, enjoyable that this is the kind of thing, like, you know, platforming games, I I usually just sort of, like, I, I beat them. I get all the collectibles. I platinum the games. And then I just sort of put it away, and I don't really you know, I don't there's not many really reasons for me to go back and visit them all that often, but the fact that they've got all these licensed soundtracks, I'm just like sometimes I'm just sitting there on my PS5 and I'm like, "Hmm, I feel like playing that Chemical Brothers level again, right? It, that level was so fun." Yeah. So then I'll just load it up and play a few of those levels and yeah, and I just have to say too like they they made a really cool decision to make this game 3D because little big planet games were all 2.5D. So this one is like it's full 3, 3D. And that just like it adds so much variety to the to the levels like the thing that i like about this is that i found that pretty much every level will introduce some new element that makes the gameplay fresh so you might be like one level will give you a a hook shot right or a grapple hook where you can like grapple onto things and then another level later on puts you in sort of like a snow globe and you can roll around in the snow globe and then the next level will be almost like a huge water slide right where it's like it's like three minutes of going down a slide right it's just so fun and uh and there's like there's so many levels where you have to go on on top of different vehicles like there's like one where you're on a train there's one where you're on a boat there's one where you're taking it like a sort of like a jungle cruise right and it's like yeah they 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 definitely for each of the levels sat down and think like how can we make this level different how can we make it unique what can we do to keep the interest going and the the most amazing thing that i found is that there's some like 50 plus levels in the game because there's like five worlds and i think each one has about 10 levels or so and it just never gets repetitive yeah
0: there's a little touch of variety in each whether it's vehicles or more platforming and jumping or or something that actually times or pushes you and moves you along with the actual panning camera that you can't come out of frame and then it's it's game over. So yeah, I, I loved how they did that. They, each level felt, you know, a little bit different from the last, which is which is really hard to achieve, like you said, with fifty plus levels. But yeah, really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and the the last thing that I really liked about the game, of course, anyone who plays Little Big Planet has to like the costumes. Oh yeah. Sackboy is like so cute. He's so adorable. Like he's just he he's like he basically at least for the PS3 and, and a bit of the PS4 he was like the mascot of PlayStation but like on top of the usual costumes you've got the cute stuff like you know uh, you can be like a butterfly or a tree frog or a yeti and stuff like that but they have PlayStation characters that you can play as so you can be as like you can be Jin from Ghost of Tsushima you can be Connor from Detroit you can be Deacon from Days Gone you can be Sam from Death Stranding and just like you know, seeing like you know a gin version of Sackboy is the best
0: like you have I think these uh, those costumes that you mentioned, the last four, I think they do come with a collector's edition if I'm not mistaken it, it is the deluxe edition.
1: I don't know if it comes with the
0: base game
1: i think yeah, I think you're right, I think you're right i I, I, I got the the yeah, the collector's edition, so I think that they were exclusive costumes. I don't know. There should be a way, at least eventually, if if not now, there should be a way to eventually get them to off purchase the, them. Off the yeah. shop. but
0: I'm I'm like that. Like for me personally, I I pre-ordered the game and and bought the one with the the little tiger, uh, plushie in it, and I got these costumes. And yeah, so when you when you give me like cool digital. Add-ons, especially ones that cross into other gaming universes like Ghost of Tsushima, uh, you know Days Gone and Death Stranding, as well as you know Detroit. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in on this. But uh, yeah, what, a, what a cool little nod to other franchises. I absolutely
1: love that. Even if you didn't get the collector's edition and you don't have those costumes, like there is just so many. There's like a hundred plus costumes you can get. Anything from like a lucha wrestler to Little Red Riding Hood to sack two of liberty yeah which is the, <laughs> the, the sack boy version of the statue of liberty like yeah there's just so many many cute awesome costumes so those were my big pluses what about you what were some things that really stood out for you in this game
0: there i played a lot of this uh via multiplayer so i definitely have those ro- rose colored glasses on because i think Playing it via local co-op is just makes this game even better. But uh, first and foremost, um, or right off the top, I've played uh, I think every little Big Planet game that's ever come to the PlayStation family of consoles. And I absolutely love the series. But yeah, I was a little bit shocked and taken aback when I heard that the build and create elements were going to be stripped back. And this is just going to be more of a 3D experience. But Wow did this ever uh, totally exceed my expectations. Uh, It's been an absolute blast to play with my six-year-old. We're having so much fun teaming up and collecting as many of the costumes as we can and then even unlocking emotes to make funny faces in the game. One really cool touch I like at the beginning of the game is when you first boot it up, you can actually run around within the menu screen and you can slap the other player. So like when my son and I first turned on the game, we were just running around picking each other's characters up around the title screen Uh, throwing each other around slapping each other it was it was ridiculous but it was just the title screen and I was just like okay I guess we should actually start playing the full game but I love how pardon the pun but they found a way to stitch uh, so much fun through even the menu system in this game but for the actual game itself it's just so darn charming I found it combined games like uh, Yoshi's Crafted World with a cute craft aesthetic platforming and and fun elements of 3d platforming like super mario 3d world and you mentioned before the music i haven't been so into a way a game has knitted the music into its actual gameplay since raymond legends i don't i don't know if you recall that game but they had some classic rock and you would have these characters in the background bumping and, and bouncing around and some of the actual cues from the level and what you were doing it would ha- would go along with the music. I absolutely love when game creators do that. It just adds so much to the experience. So the music is charming from the licensed... Uh, a- licensed tracks to the original uh music i love 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 how characters and the environments interacted with all of it and like we said before the level variety so much fun like one moment you're playing a 3d platformer the next you're on this trolley and it's whipping you down a track and you have to jump off the trolley grab collectibles jump back on before time's up uh what a what a fun game and what a It's just an unbelievable amount of variety in the PlayStation 5 launch lineup. And I think this is just an exclamation point on that. I I absolutely loved uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. Singing some more really high praise um, of yet another uh, PlayStation uh, PS4 and PS5 uh, launch game. uh, Next Gen, what were some of the things that you actually might have disliked about the game?
1: Yeah, so there's really two things that I didn't like about the game. The first is the online multiplayer. So, of course... We all got disappointed when we found out because there was, uh, I think, a PS blog that mentioned about how the multiplayer was going to get delayed, so it was not present when the game launched, when the PlayStation 5 launched, which was, of course, disappointing, but they promised that they'd have it up by the end of the year, and they did. I think it was like about a month later that they uh, finally rolled out the multiplayer, but I just found that it's just not up to par for what I I, I prefer. I thought that like I tried hosting a game and the first time I, I, I did, I had some random people join me. And so I ended up having a full party of four, which was a lot of fun, played a bunch of levels. Then I tried a few other times to host my own games. And for some reason, like I tried on different days and different times, nobody was joining like i don't know like did, did was i like blacklisted did people did people like see my username and was like nah like i, I don't want to join that guy so i don't know like i don't, i don't really get it like people just weren't joining my games which was really weird but the other thing is is like you can join other people's games which um i did and it, it works actually pretty quickly so you get matched up with somebody and you can join their games within you know usually under a minute but the thing that i didn't like is that The person that you're matched up with they could be at a different spot in the game than where you are so like i was getting matched up with people that were still back on say like world one and i had actually beat the entire game at that point i wasn't really interested in playing world one what i wanted to play is there's actually co-op specific levels right there's like somewhere between i think one to three of these co-op levels for every level and i you have to play the multiplayer and I wasn't able to play them when I was playing them on my own because I, I guess you're lucky because you had your son, but I didn't, I didn't have anyone to play, um, play this game local when I was playing it. So, um, I just wanted to play these multiplayer games, and it, it was just so frustrating. <laughs> like I couldn't find someone. Like you can't really like, uh, you can't. It's hard to communicate to the other players, like the random people that you could get connected up. So you can't be like, yo, like go to world three and let's play this level or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, they, they just like, they just wouldn't listen. They would just do whatever they wanted to do. And so ultimately I'm just kind of like, you know what? This game is designed for couch co-op.
0: Absolutely, it is. Yeah, playing multiplayer, and then pl- I played a little bit of single player on my own. And the, the difference between the levels is it's absolutely designed. Like even in terms of the lanes that and there's levels where you're sliding or you're or kind of semi racing down, um, you know, uh, an, an elevated point. It's totally designed to be played with multiple people. It's still fun single player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, your your assessment there is hundred percent correct
1: the levels are like especially the co-op levels are designed for co-op of course and so there's like so you have to like you have to help each other like you have to pick up another sack person and like throw them to the next ledge and stuff like that and i found when i was playing with random people you sort of like it's hit or miss right because sometimes you get people that just get the game and they understand the game and then you get other people that just want to like run around and slap you and like just be silly and you're like oh like so yeah i didn't really have a lot of fun with uh, with the online multiplayer unfortunately um the other thing that um you mentioned this right at the very top but i i have to say that although i loved this game absolutely and it's a total recommend for me the fact that they don't have the create and the share elements is kind of a knock for me because i like i have now beat the game i am probably like 80 percent through the achievements i'm close to getting the, the platinum on this game I don't really think there's a whole lot of reasons for me to re- revisit the game after I get the platinum, which is unlike little big planet games where, of course, like I'd want to check back. Like somebody would tweet about like this, oh, you got to play this cool level that someone just made, and and like you'd, you'd want to check back, you know, every couple of weeks to figure out like what are the new trending levels that the community built. Um so there was a lot of reasons like little big planet was just sort of this game that grew with you over the th- over years until the next iteration came but Sackboy a big adventure is kind of like you know like it's one that you're just going to you're probably going to play it for a few weeks really 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 thoroughly enjoy the game but then you know at some point you're probably just going to put it down right and and put it back on the shelf or put it back in your digital shelf so that is uh I I hope little big planet full 4 isn't in productions, like we need another little big planet game so yeah let's uh let's hope that they eventually get that out there
0: yeah for sure it seems seems primed for that um absolutely the engine's ready to go and to see a, even a little big planet game to take this engine on in more of a, a 3d instead of like you mentioned before uh less more of a more of a 3d element that it's in now and bringing those other elements over into that 3d environment would just be so cool uh, but as you mentioned before, you know there's there's our pluses which we loved, and some of my minuses were uh, really, well, the, the most shocking thing to me was the lack of use of the the dual sense controller. So I guess my experience with Astro's Playroom really spoiled me because I was shocked by how little uh, Sackboy A Big Adventure used the dual sense in new and different and interesting ways. It's not to ever say my controller never rumbled or anything like that, but the use of the adaptive triggers and the haptic th- feedback, I thought we would see a lot more especially with with a game that was just absolutely spilling over the brim with creativity. I just thought there would be a, a more of a creative employment of the the dual senses features and function. Still though on the controls, I found them to be a little bit inaccurate, sometimes jumping or jumping on a character's head, you might miss it just because of the way the angles went. So recently with the new Crash Bandicoot, they employed a like almost a glowing shadow before your character would land. I think that game could really use that because Every time I was about to land, I'm like, okay, I've got this enemy. I'm going to jump on their head and be able to eliminate them or jump and hit this platform. And then I would just miss it by a little bit or just miss that character and hit a spike on the side of it. And I was just like, oh, man, like I thought I had it that time. So a lot of the time I felt like I was fighting the camera angles um, and not the enemies or the obstacles in the game. But uh, overall, I I really still enjoyed the experience. Uh, Next Gen, what would you give uh, uh, Sackboy a big adventure out of 10?
1: I was really pleasantly surprised. Like I said, I, I mentioned that it, this like this game wasn't like super high on my radar, but after playing it, absolutely like a huge recommend for me. I'm giving this game a nine out of ten.
0: Awesome. All right. What about you? Not enough to uh, to, to take out uh, Demon Souls yet, but uh, for me, it's going to be an eight out of ten. Just uh, in terms of you know the controls and things like that were a little bit of a, a little bit of a minor drawback for me, and and you know missing some of that share and create, as you were uh, mentioning before, but. Yeah, overall, I think we both highly recommend it. And it's yet another extremely diverse uh, title in the PlayStation Studios portfolio. So definitely... Definitely check it out. Finally, for our, our star-studded lineup, we're gonna be reviewing Immortals Phoenix Rising. Immortals Phoenix Rising is a recently released action-adventure game developed by Ubisoft Quebec and published by Ubisoft. The game is has been released on Amazon Luna, Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PS5, Stadia Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and came out on December the 3rd. So it's on everything, pretty much, you, you, you can game on. Any platform you game on, <laughs> it's, it's, it's there or it's coming there. The story goes a little something like this. After an accident, uh, a stranded Greek soldier, Phoenix, gets landlocked on a golden isle. Uh, he, she, and that's right, in line with many of Ubisoft's recent titles, you can choose the gender of your character. They must rescue the Greek gods from the titan Typhon, who seeks revenge after uh, he was banished by Zeus and the Greek god Tataros. Uh, Next, Jen, what were your thoughts on the very large, super expansive Greek God helping of a game here in Immortals Phoenix Rising?
1: Yeah, so this is actually the second time that we've covered the game or actually third time, I think, because we did a preview and then we did. We, yeah, that's correct. And then we did like an early review or an early preview. And this is our final review. So I wanted to follow up because the last time I talked to this game, I mentioned that the game is really lighthearted, which I like it's it's like it's got a comedic element to it but i thought i found originally that some of the characters like were a little bit grating and they they weren't as funny as what i was hoping they would be but i actually have to take that back now because now that i played through the whole game i played about 45 hours of it i have to say that it really depends on the greek god so you have to go through this island you have to like essentially free four of the greek gods or five in total um and i found that some of the the later gods in the game are absolutely hilarious like i have not laughed that much (laughs) in in a game in in a long time and and i have to say like i don't know it's so weird because like i said like there's some gods that i'm just kind of like i'm groaning and i'm like okay like you know it's like what you said was mildly amusing and i kind of chuckled but like yeah i won't i won't really spoil it because there's there's like um yeah there i won't like get into like specifically what gods but the what makes this so funny is that the greek gods have all had their essence stolen from them um by typhon and they now become other things and other creatures and some of these creatures that these gods have become are hilariously funny and their lines just made me laugh so much and, and i really wish i could tell some of the jokes because i have like a whole bunch in my head but uh but yeah you know dm me on twitter and maybe i can tell you privately but on, on the on the podcast <laughs> I, I won't spoil it but uh yeah but absolutely i have to say like again depends on the character but like overall this game is really funny and and for that alone like that is like a huge reason to play this game i think um the next thing that i want to say that i i I love is i love puzzles in this game so there are so many puzzles like i think really like this is like an open world game but half of your time is spent puzzles like if you don't like puzzles like if you're if you're like you know if you're someone who likes say like the legend of zelda and those types of adventure games where you've got to go through challenge puzzle areas and like unlock things like if that really like is your thing you are going to love this because this game is like packed with puzzles everywhere. There's like, like a, an alarming amount of things to do in the game. Like, oh, I'm sure you'll so know much. like when you, yeah, like you could basically like climb up a uh, huge, like stone statues of the Greek gods. And then it's, it's kind of like, that's where you can go and, and sort of like scope out the area and see the things that you need to do. And like each zone has a ridiculous amount of, Of things to do and and there's just like there's so many challenges but the one thing that i want to say about the challenges too is that like the the major challenge in this is the vaults of tartaros right so this is where you like basically like a a fissure opens up in the ground you go into tartarus and you have to complete a challenge right and the thing that i love about these challenges and there's dozens of these challenges in the game is that each one picks a specific mechanic in the game and gives you like an entire 10 or 15 minute challenge for that that one mechanic so it could be like you know you've got like your icarus wings and so you you can uh you can fly with them so there might be like flying challenge zones and then there's another one where you like you basically get like the power of, of hercules where you can like you can lift up boulders and stuff like that so there's like challenges specific about picking up boulders and like dropping them on like pressure plates and stuff like that right And then there's like you get Apollo's bow and there's like there's specific challenges where you have to like shoot things and like precision shoot things. And yeah, it's just like, you know, like I, I, I must have played, I think, something like 30 plus of these Tartarus vaults and pretty much everyone was different significantly in some way, which is, yeah, it's just so much fun. Like it just it really gets you to sort of like learn all the mechanics and all the game systems and figure out this game like you know end to end um from a gameplay perspective and i thought that that was really 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 awesome and the last thing i sort of like i've been mentioning this as i'm going through but like the last thing that i really like is just like there's just so much stuff to do in this game like it's it's like it's anywhere from like there's like ambrosia uh bottles that you can find that are like they're usually like high up in like in obscure places um, and they, they help increase your max health and there are um, there's like epic chests and there's guarded chests there's like these really 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 cool challenges where you need to um, essentially like locate blue spheres and then you have to drop them on this sort of like connect four grid um, and you have to put the, the orbs in like in a, a specific position to make it represent a star constellation and and like the challenges that you have to do like there's there's like uh like you know walls that you have to break and there there's like uh like pressure plates that you have to put a certain amount of weight on top of them to get all, all of these blue spheres and i just like i had a blast like there's just you know like i said i like challenges and there's just like it was so much fun to complete all of these star constellation challenges and then the other thing too this is the thing that i actually found out that that like the game doesn't really even tell you about is there's a whole bunch of like hidden uh, activities that you can do so like one of them that i actually had way more fun than than i should have was like you can go and you can tame horses right and they can they can become your mount but i discovered that there is like something like 25 different types of horses all throughout the world and you can tame them all and you can like you can basically like have your pick of different horses One of them my favorite was like a mythical one that had a unicorn and wings stuff like that so i was like you know i was so happy when i got that one but like but all the horses sort of like react a little bit differently and have their own characteristics so you've got to like figure out how to tame them and uh yeah i i just like i had so much fun doing all this and there's even like secret quests too so i i would like go to a spot on the map that didn't have any kind of icon for any kind of activity And suddenly I would start a quest and I'm like, what is this quest? Like, I've never, I don't even know what this is, but anyway, it's just like secret quests. So like this game really, really, really wants you to explore every last inch of this game world, which is like surprisingly huge as well. So yeah, I loved it. I thought it was again, like, you know, three for three. I loved all games on this podcast. Like what a, what a podcast.
0: (laughs) Triple five plus star uh, (laughs) pedigree of gaming here. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so that's my thoughts on, on what I liked. What about you? What things really stood out for you?
0: A lot of my initial reactions rang true uh, throughout uh, the actual game. Again, the comedic tone, I loved it from the beginning. You were a little bit cheesy um, at the beginning, uh, but enjoyed the comedic tone. The characters are constantly breaking the third wall, even during... Uh, Character creation, Zeus and Prometheus are, are mocking you and making funny qu- quips at your hero build and all of the decisions or the things that you're you're sort of deciding to do throughout the storyline. So I really I really enjoyed that. It added a you know a lot of light humor. I we, I find too though, besides maybe from like uh, S- Sackboy, there's been a lot of very serious games as of late. So it was fun to play something a little lighter and airier. That's for sure uh man oh man though the amount of weapons to unlock uh within this game it's just it's kind of mind-boggling and the variations to them and the costumes um and what i like too is that they don't really throw many of these things behind a gate earlier on in the game you get you really get Uh, access to a lot of the toys in the sandbox and almost all parts of the sandbox very, very early on. So in the early hours of the game, you can play and explore with just about anything. But again, you've got to go, as you mentioned before, through various puzzles and unlock some things in order to access these weapons, but it's not like other games where you get like this super awesome, you know, sword or or ability to fly like at the last like chapter or few hours of the game and you're just like, man, I wish I could, you know, replay the whole game with the, this ability. You get those abilities really early on. Uh, once again, the graphics, a little more uh, cartoony, but impressive nonetheless, uh, especially when you get your wings, the draw, dis- the, the draw distance, especially on the uh, Xbox Series X, Uh, was just absolutely stunning. Uh, The puzzles were fun and engaging. I really liked, uh, and Paul, you had mentioned this before, I liked how it focused on a single um, game mechanic. It almost forced you to unlock things by engaging kind of with like a a hidden tutorial yeah a bit of a, a a sneaky but very intelligent and smart way to make sure that players were engaging with all the brilliant mechanics within this game so those are, those are the, the few things I really enjoyed about the game story was fun graphics were great world and the amount of things to do in the world are just mind-boggling there's almost too much to do i'm actually going to touch upon that as one of my my downsides is that the game gives you a serious feeling of fomo like you're always missing out because there's just so much stuff to do but uh, again, I don't think anyone can complain about this game from the perspective of there's not enough to do. there's just there's just too much <laughs> uh, which, which you know I guess you could take it as a plus or a minus. Uh, speaking of minuses though uh, next gen, what were some things that uh, you you disliked or you found the experience fell a little bit short on?
1: Yeah, I mentioned last time when I talked about the game that the combat was a little disappointing and I was hoping that it was going to get better as I went through the game. I have to say that it got a little bit better because I had a chance to unlock some new, Abilities like you've got, like, you can throw up like some like a 100 spears from the ground and, and and like spear enemies. You can, um, get like an Athena shield rush where you can just sort of like run through lasers and, and crash into enemies and do some big damage. So it does definitely get better, but it just never really clicked for me, right? Like, I would have to say the combat was the least exciting part of this game, like exploring the island. Looking at the beautiful graphics, like taking on some of the bosses, doing all the challenges. Those were the most exciting parts. And just like the regular moment-to-moment combat with enemies was a little bit lackluster for me. Um, The second thing that, this is probably just me being nitpicky, but I really didn't like the Greek gods the way they looked. (laughs) So... I thought, like, I thought, as I mentioned, like, when you first see them, they're not themselves. They're, they're like, other creatures, and they look fine then, but when they actually become the gods themselves, they kind of, like, do you know, like, uh you know when you go into, uh, like, a department store and you see, like, those dolls that you bought, you can buy for, like, three-year-old babies that look kind of, like, like big heads and super creepy?
0: Yeah, but, the giant but, unsettling eyes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, with, yeah, with, like, uh, like put put like athena's armor on that and that's that's (laughs) the greek gods they just they they just they look like like bobbleheads like i i don't know like i i just like i i didn't want to look at them i i i I had to because there's certain things that you have to do but i just thought like uh you know like i've played other games like god of war where it's like the greek gods they look you know tough and rough and menacing absolutely
0: stunning they look like something out of a out of a a morbid like oil painting man they just they look so good
1: (laughs) yeah and and i and i totally get that this game is going for a different aesthetic like it's going for like a like a colorful palette and kind of like cartoony but the thing is is like they they never came off to me as being like rough and tough and powerful like if anything they were kind of like weak and feeble and and like like, your character, Phoenix, is braver, tougher, stronger. Like, everything more than these gods, right? And even after you you restore their essence. So, like, Ares is, like, fully Ares again. But you're, like, he he just seems so weak. He, like, he he gets you to take on, like, missions. Like, hey, like, can you go, like, kill this, like, little enemy? And and I'm, like, okay. But you're Ares. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I i thought that uh i thought that that, yeah just like yeah their mannerisms and their looks like could have been a little bit improved um the other thing too like you mentioned this about uh and i mentioned this actually in my my pros about uh, there's just so much to do in the game but i have to say like at some point i hit a wall and that was around like the 40 45 hour mark in the game i still have i'm like 90 percent completion and i had fun and i enjoyed every minute of it for sure but I've kind of, like, reached this, this point now where I'm like, there's just so much. Like, I, I, I've done, like, 30-plus Tartarus vaults. Like, I, I'm not sure I want to do, like, a dozen more. Like, I, I've done, like, you know, you know 15 of these Liar challenges and Constellation challenges. Like, I don't know if I want to do more. So, I think, like, this game could have got away with maybe dropping, like, 25% of the content, and I, I think that, you know, it would have been fine and, and maybe even a little bit more fun because, like, yeah, that FOMO that you mentioned, oh, man, like, yeah. Anyways, I had I had FOMO a lot, and I, I just, like, yeah. I'm a completionist, so I wanted to complete it. But it, at some point, like, basically now I'm at the point where it's, like, I'm only going to complete it because I just want to get – I'm playing it on Xbox. I want to get 1,000 out of 1,000 achievements, right? Like, I'd rather play another game because – I'm not really like I don't really want to complete these last ten vaults, but uh, but yeah, I'll do it just for the achievement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I admire that dedication because uh, yeah, that's a lot more committed than I am. It's it's just so much time, but it's a great game, and if you're gonna sink that much time into it, all power to you. Uh, In regards to the things that I dislike, yeah, we're we're right back to the same point. There's almost too much to do, and I do feel that at at points. It just—it sounds so weird to say this, but but sometimes too much content, I guess, can water down the richness of the story and the overall experience. Um, but I, again, you can take this as a pro and a con. But uh, I was just a little too overwhelmed by the size of the game, and you're you're definitely getting a Greek gods helping of gaming here. There's there's no doubt about that. So if you're looking to buy a game that's going to keep you busy, I would say for for months on end easily. Uh, especially trying to trying to kick out that thousand out of a thousand gamer score or platinum the game, oh, you've definitely found it with this game. Yeah, like you said before, if you shaved about twenty five to thirty percent of off of this game, maybe even put it into a free DLC down the road, uh, might might even benefit some players more. But uh, another thing also too, uh, I found the on screen combat and movement a little delayed. Uh, I know there's been a little bit of behind the scenes uh, patches and things like that to to remedy this, but I still found it took some time to get used to. But as you know, you add more and more time uh, to the game, or maybe it has been been patched uh, through uh, an update I just maybe didn't didn't notice as I was playing, it's been quite a bit of time since it's actually come out. Um, yeah, I just found that uh, there was just just a touch of uh, of lag to that combat experience, but I mean, it's it's not a, not a huge drawback, it's nothing that's uh, going to really hurt the overall experience a lot, but uh, those are uh, those my main uh, dislikes for an otherwise pretty stellar game that I found. It's a new IP, which I'm really happy about, it's nice to see some, some new faces in, uh, in the gaming landscape. Uh, but anyhow, next gen with uh, with Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, what would you score this game out of ten?
1: Gotta give this game another solid score, man. Like I said, this is like this is the episode we're going through all the different hits, right? So, yeah. I I am gonna give immortals phoenix rising an eight and a half out of ten
0: nice oh very cool all right so uh this time i'm going to come in just a, a little bit higher at a nine out of ten uh really enjoyed the experience uh the, the content is more uh you know than you can you can shake in a, an enchanted sword or, or bow and arrow or axe at but uh there's yeah there's just so much content here but there's um just so much game so much to love about the game uh highly recommend that you you do check it out and pick it up but that is going to be game over for this episode i'm dapper tux and i'm next gen player be sure to follow us on twitter at down to play cast you can also catch us on twitter and instagram via our personal accounts at dapper underscore tux and at next gen player we are always down to play